Hey, creator, I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. And before we get started with today's podcast on how to use video to propel your sales of your small business with Phil Metzger and Big Builder Brands, I want to let you know about iancorzine.com. That's my website where you can set up an online consult with myself or your social media lawyer team, and we'll do an in-depth review of your channel, of all your social media to make sure that it's compliant with the law. We'll give you advice on copyright, trademark, and various business and legal issues. All that is at iancorzine.com as well as our legal templates. Those are the legal documents that you need to propel your, your social media uh, and be able to help you with collaborations, with brand deals, with making sure that your website is compliant uh, with all the local uh, rules and regulations. Those are the legal templates available at iancorzine.com. And if you listen and if you stay till the end of the podcast today, I'm going to give you uh, a discount code at the end of the, in the podcast so you can get 20% off those legal templates. All that is at iancorzine.com. All right, let's go to the podcast. Are you ready? It's live from Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian Corzine. Welcome to Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. I'm on a crusade to help social media creators just like you understand the law and I want to protect your artistic freedom. Today, I'll be joined by Phil Metzger of Big Builder Brands. He's going to discuss top tips for small business using video to maximize their sales. If you have any questions during our broadcast, you can email them at podcast at Ian Corzine, podcast at iancorzine.com, or you can always hit me up at Ian Corzine. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Phil Metzger. Phil, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ian. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you. Thanks for making time. I wanted to, I always start off with the podcast with like a story of you helping someone. I don't know if it's going to be in your business or in your personal life, but do you have a story of how you help someone? Sure. And actually, that's that's why I got into this area of video marketing is because I love helping people and the creativity and the way things are going these days really excited me. And that's why I started the company. But I guess I'll start with the first company that I was actually able to help a paving company out of Louisville, Kentucky called ADC paving. And they knew that they just wanted some video representation. They had no clue about what to do with social media. They were just thinking really a television ad. And so they were actually my first client and I, helped them about two years ago and we did one video and then they asked about a website. And so we started, uh, built them a website and then I was able to put some video on the website for them and it all just kind of started meshing together. Uh, well, I still work with them. I'm on a retainer basis now with them. I, I absolutely love ADC paving out of Louisville, Kentucky and their sales have gone up about 20% over a year, year and a half since wow. we started working together and since we really started digging into what social media really could be. Yeah. And what kind of social media like videos do they do? Well, we basically, there's a couple different videos. We really like the documentary style. Uh, we felt that being genuine was a huge part of what it was. You know, when you research other people that are doing these types of things, we really felt connected just like it was networking in person. You really wanted to be genuine. So uh, to start off with, it was basically just project overview. We'd get shots before and after, and then mm -hmm. kind of them working hard. And as, as it kind of grew and my knowledge grew, we started to be able to mic them up um, remotely with a wireless mic. And we'd get some of those interactions between uh, the owner, Kevin Gray, and his customers and his interaction with the crew. He just became a likable figure. Hmm. Um, 
And so that, that really started working out well for them and it's gained him some actual national attention. So it's, it's, it's been fun, but mainly it was educational was, was the initial goal. Awesome. That's so great that you're able to increase sales that much. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was not expected by, by either of us, but we, because we were having so much fun and we didn't really feel like it was uh, a huge effort. We just had to get started really. That's great. Well, that's the, that's the biggest step, right? The biggest hurdle is just getting started because it's all foreign to a lot of us that don't do social media posts regularly, uh, just getting up there. And, and it's, you know, a lot of it's kind of like what you see in the movies or TV and there's lighting, there's, you know, wireless mics like you talked about, there's cameras to be concerned about. And it's kind of hard to get over that hump sometimes for a small or medium sized business. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, you know, the first thing you really have to do when approaching the fear of starting is to start. I mean, the first step mm -hmm. is and you can't progress unless you mm -hmm. take the first step. And when you talk about some of the factors that might be intimidating, like the lighting and the camera angle and the right microphone and all that, it just doesn't matter. You have to, to kind of find those outlets and those sources that you feel are genuine and that are working well, and then just slowly, slowly build. And um, you'll eventually find your audience if you stick with it. Well, that's what I love about Big Builder Brands is that you're kind of the, the entity that helps take small businesses through the process from soup to nuts. I mean, it's one thing to be a marketing agency, but it's another to say, okay, stand right there. Uh, this is where you rent this equipment uh, so you can get this done. Here's a workflow so that you can do a regular, you know, publish every day or every other day or every week or something like that. And that's what's wonderful about your firm. Yeah, yeah. It's, we, we'd really, I don't, I didn't really like the aspect of advertising and marketing when I came into this, I just, I loved the aspect of being able to be genuine and that the thought of that working. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to this day, I'm really not trying to acquire a ton of customers or anything like that. It's simply the fact that when you bring value, people appreciate it. That's what really gives me goosebumps and mm -hmm. kind of keeps me going and, and why I know that this is going to be a continual learning process, but I love it. And I, I, I can't wait to have the rest of this career and see who else I can meet with this, <laughs> this social media phenomenon. I can't wait either. Hey, listen, you said when you started, you weren't really into the marketing part. Tell, tell us, where did you start? How did you get involved with Big Builder Brands and, and building this company that helps small and medium-sized business, businesses, uh, you know, advertise and market themselves? Sure. Uh, I went to school about 10 years ago now for audio engineering. Uh, I love sound. It just it was one of the purest art forms to me. It just could immediately switch my mood and I wanted to learn more about it. Um, that take back just a few years before that, I was a photographer. I answered an ad in the paper. So I got to learn about DSLR cameras <laughs> and luckily what eventually is now a video camera for most people. Yeah. So uh, about two years ago, uh, three years ago now, I, I actually saw the trend in video and I knew I could help small business owners. There were just people that were maybe 10 to 20 years older than me that still had 20 years left in business that were just going to be terrified with this. So mm -hmm. um, actually, I sold my house for equipment. I was planning <laughs> on moving into a small apartment. I ended up meeting what is now my fiance and moving to New York. <laughs> but I was, I was all in. And my first customer, we are, we're now on a, a three-year contract and, and we're really enjoying this, this entire process together. Wow. That's really awesome. It's so great that you had training early on on not so much marketing, but actually the mechanics of getting your message across, which is probably the substance is the most important in marketing. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
mean, just that, as I said, that genuine factor. Um, and when I started off with even photography and just learning where to put the person in the little square that you, you know, that you look through that composition helps me even today. And every step of the way can be a little bit frustrating, but every time you make that effort to learn and progress a little bit, it, it ends up in your favor. So I'm a small business. I have 10 employees and let's say I'm in the construction trade to kind of uh, play off your example. And I come to you and, and I say, listen, I, I, I got to start competing in, in social media or, or, or else I'm going to lose, you know, lots of money and lots of profits. Can you help me? What's the first thing you tell me? What are your values? What do you stand for? What, what do you want every employee to hold within them? And then what, what does that mean for your daily work? You know, you, when you start on a lot of video or, you know, however you decide to express yourself, you look to people that are doing it now and you see what you like, but really it all starts with your core values. And then you sit down, you take the time to realize what it is, not only that you value, but also what you spend a lot of time thinking about. Mm -hmm. So if there's a certain aspect that you really like more one part over the other of your business, then maybe we can start by focusing on that just to get you kind of warmed up to the whole having a camera in front of you and, and, you know, having a microphone and seeing yourself, you know, on the the screen. Uh, So the first thing would definitely be just to really dig into what your values are and then uh, maybe start to find someone that you, you kind of want to emulate and then really seeing where that audience is for you as well. Okay. Awesome. Um, now you spend a lot of time, uh, you tell your clients a lot. You've told me, you know, before the broadcast and we did a, a podcast last week together, um, that you do, uh, tell your clients mostly that they should be involved in video. I mean, I, I know you guys encourage podcasts and also blogs and all that kind of stuff, but you do encourage video and you've told me that video is the key to success for small businesses right now. What can you do? You have any tips for us about how we can leverage video to be able to maximize our sales? Sure. Um, to start off with, just hit the record button. Talk <laughs> to that person that you want to talk to because I know the next question is, well, what platform should I be on? Yeah. And there, are, there's so many different ways to approach that. But when you first start and you want to put a video together, um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Basically, I just want your tips on how to maximize video for sales in in a small business. Sure. Well, uh, you know, you have this free thing everywhere called social media. And so (laughs) if you're already active on one or you already have a little bit of a built-in community, I'll tell you what, I'll use an example of a client that actually just didn't need me anymore because he was doing it so well on his own. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was Phelps Property Maintenance. He was just taking pictures of the decks he would build, the driveways he would finish, the gutter work that he did. And he just really kind of got into the habit of taking a picture before and after. Mm-hmm. And I came in and did a little bit of video work that just gave him a little bit of bump. And we just walked through one project and he utilized that video. And it's not about the numbers, but at, at a certain point, you know, you're getting enough eyeballs to where you're going to start converting and turning some of these viewers into customers. So, you know, when you, when you're getting started with video, it really is as simple as putting yourself in front of the camera, whether it be getting a tripod mm-hmm. to hold it steady, or you know you're going to need a little bit better audio. You take the time and do that research. And it's really just about seeing what style might fit you best and then researching how people are doing it. And people will answer your questions. So perhaps the best advice I can give is yeah. don't be afraid to reach out to those people who you think might be doing it right. 
Well, I, I think that's true because while I understand, I appreciate what you're saying about hit the record button, because honestly, that really is the first step because it's just so hard, right? You and I have done this for a long time and we've been up late at night in the middle of a empty room recording ourselves. And we're like, why are we doing this? It's really, really hard. Um, but I will say this, it's not enough just to do something that you think is cool. Um, you really do need to think about your audience. And one shortcut to that is I think what you just alluded to, which is look at your competition. <laughs> They've yeah. done a lot of thinking. They may have hired a PR firm or a marketing agency, and, and they may have been told this is what you do to be able to get customers. So I always think a, a quick shortcut to doing well in social media is just go, okay, who are the other social media lawyers out there? All right, look at them, see what they're, you're doing, see their color scheme, that kind of stuff. You would agree that copying, I wouldn't use the word copying, but mimicking or, or somehow being alike to your competition does help, right? Absolutely. And even though the topics might be exactly what you want to talk about from someone else, you, you don't want to copy. You don't want okay. to be exactly like someone else because the reason video succeeds is because the genuine nature and no one can say it like you can. Mm. I don't care if you're terrified. No one can say it like you can. And there's <laughs> going to be people that identify with you over other people. Yeah. And until you take that step and just kind of get the courage to, to do it, um, you know, that's, that's really the, the, the biggest factor. Mm -hmm. So once you've heard, hit the record button, okay, and you're mm -hmm. doing material uh, that you believe would be pleasing to your audience or bring some value to your audience, are there some other tips you have about where should the video be? Should, should you get a green screen like I'm sitting in front of? Should you go out to the project site? Uh, what do you think is, is the best advice for small businesses just getting started? Real estate agent, whatever. Sure, sure. It's, it's knowing which platform you want to focus on. And, you know, it can be definitely the one you're most comfortable with would be the one I would suggest. And also, if you already have a little bit of a community or people you already communicate with, mm -hmm. try to tailor your videos towards that. Um, like if you're on Facebook, you know, it really can be any length, but you want to keep it pretty succinct. Um, you know, Instagram is a different thing. You definitely want to keep that short as can be, but it's, you want to think about bringing value to that one person and then where that person is. And then maybe think about that before you start the video, because if you're mm -hmm. showing a whole project or something like that, it's just, it's not going to work on Instagram. I know IGTV is being pushed and everything like that, but I know, you really I know. want to just start off with a little bit of just where the final product is going and remember to add value. You know, if you need to go back and learn how to do some minor cuts or stuff like that, you don't need fancy trans transitions. You don't need great music. Of course you want music that's legal. But, <laughs> of course. You know, really, you, you really just, anytime you get frustrated, yeah. you know, stop and just think about that person and give them some helpful advice and then uh, try to put it on that right platform where you already have an audience established or, or maybe a little bit of a community. Let's get a little specific because I just cued on something you said about IGTV. What is your thought on IGTV? You're right. I, I actually talked to the vice president last year. He's pumped. They're really working hard to make the, the app or that portion of uh, Instagram uh, uh, very well used. I'm not seeing a lot of results. Tell me if you see something different. I don't. I, I like it. We actually, for ADC Paving, we had an entire plan around IGTV. IGTV, IGTV, because that's where his audience was. He was becoming a national figure. He went to the, the wow. pavement expo in Nashville and people, I had to take pictures of him and other people, which was really cool. Yeah. But that's where his community was. And so, you know, we, we did the whole process where we were going to put it on IGTV and we were going to put a, a story that, that linked from that IGTV. And then we were going to try to uh, do a 60 second clip to put on the feed. And 
we just realized that it wasn't giving us the results that we wanted. And since we've actually moved most of our plan over to Facebook, hmm. just because though the notoriety was great, we're here to help the customers and not the other people in our industry as our first priority. So no, although Instagram no. has been a great help and it's great for communication. Hmm. I think it's, it's a little bit rough to try to form a marketing plan around. Yeah, so far. I mean, unless it's like fashion, there's certain things, you know, fashion, clothing, uh, food, uh, those kind of areas I could see it doing well in. Uh, now, when you said Facebook, are you, would you, did you put the video or the videos on the, the business page of Facebook or where did you put it on Facebook? Yes, we, we put it on the, we always put it on the business page. Uh, we really like to keep the personal accounts more personal. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it makes things a little bit easier. And uh, we're not afraid to use our own names in any of the posts. Everyone that I've worked with, you know, they're, whoever's in their company and in the videos, they're fine with, you know, using their own names and things like that. So we really wanted to concentrate it on the actual brand name uh, mm -hmm. or if nothing else, awareness the next time we, we make that call. Now, when you put it on Facebook, do you make it an ad? Do you boost it, so to speak, or do you just let it sit? That's interesting. We're actually, the biggest headache I have right now is Facebook ads manager. So mm -hmm. it's been, we, I started that process and I'm actually talking with someone else tomorrow about whether it's worth some of these small companies to know the exact data going from where they clicked on Facebook. And if it ended up in a conversion with them filling out a form on the website, mm -hmm. that's extremely, extremely good information to have, but especially getting started, you know, if you, if, if you want to put a few bucks behind the post, great because the more eyeballs that see it, it's either going to be a brand awareness or they are going to reach out to you. So I, I like the idea of boosting posts, especially since you can do it for as little as a dollar to $5. I mean, there's just, uh, there's really not a whole lot of risk there. It's a debate, you know, because, um, you, you know, I, I've, in my business is also, I, you have, the business has to, you have to determine whether the business is an intent based business or a business that is suggestive, you know, like, if a, if a burger pops on the screen while you're on Facebook, you might go, gosh, I'm hungry and I want to have that burger, right? But if pavement pops on the screen, you're kind of like, what the hell is this? And, and you know, push it off, you know? Whereas yeah. it's really strong when there's intent. I need to, you know, pave my whole parking lot, you know, uh, exactly. cheap pavement. So then you think about organic SEO, uh, then, you, then you think of pay-per-click stuff. But I am still trying to crack the nut on Facebook ads for businesses that are mostly intent-based uh, because like you said, awareness, no dispute. It's just that you can't put a tremendous amount of resources behind awareness unless you're Coca-Cola or something like that, 3M. Um, so that's one of the debates that I'm going through with my business right now is, is the value. And then the other part too, I'd wanted to bring up is that it's looking more and more like with, with Facebook and Instagram, especially that you don't get the visibility that you used to the organic reach without putting literally a dollar behind it. Uh, are you seeing the same thing or? Absolutely. You, you can just, and I was curious about it just because whether I'm more informed now than I was three years ago, or if there's actually a difference in those kind of stats that you mentioned yeah. about, you know, the organic reach and it just feels like it's going down. Something happened with Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll say maybe four or five months ago where mm -hmm. our, everything just drops. Like we were doing great jobs with hashtags and that's another thing. Each platform kind of has their niche as far as how you get that that organic reach. Yeah, uh, but everything just started plummeting, and it really feels like it's starting to sway towards pay to play on just about everything. Hmm. But we are still in that window where you can do it, can do it for free, and get some exposure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm an experiment too myself because I what I may even do is for some of my uh, my businesses, 
uh, posts. I may just put a little money behind it and just see, because again, we're, we're look, we, we don't have to get, you know, a million likes or something, uh, but we just want it to be seen if possible. The, the one problem is, and you've identified it when we talked about before, is it's all about authenticity, right? And the problem right. with putting a dollar behind this video is that it's going to say sponsored, you know, and it's, it's sure. so annoying um, to do that because they don't know whether you put $100,000 or a dollar. Um, and listen, I, I understand you could say, listen, it's still, it's still a good video and it still could make them want to buy. But it's, it's, if you're going for, I'm out on the job site and I just saved this client $10,000 so you could hire me and I'll save you $10,000. It looks bad when it says then it's a sponsor, you know? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And that's where there's more work to be done than just putting a video out there. And yeah. you have to actually network. Yeah. You know, your your brand will always grow if you network properly and care about the people you already know. Because mm -hmm. you can't take away that genuine nature of people wanting to help people. So if someone knows that you are a quality person, a quality company that, that stands behind their work, they, mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to wait to tell someone about it. They're going to be excited when someone brings up that area of expertise that you provide. Mm -hmm. So though it does say sponsored next to you and you have the pressures of the first three seconds of attention, you have to grab them and everything like that. Video is not advertising. Video is simply when people are ready to find you, if you can start to build rapport and video is the fastest way to get people's attention and hold people's attention. Mm -hmm. Once you start to build that rapport, um, you're just, it's going to be a snowball effect and you just kind of have to stick with it. And unfortunately the advertising game is a, is just kind of a trial and error thing right now. Mm -hmm. So I do hate that that sponsored thing is, is next to you, but at the same time, um, you know, you hope you can really latch on to someone. Yeah, it's very true. It's such a, uh, it's such a game. And what's also interesting is it's like, it's always changing, you know? So what was good advice in 2017 is not good advice right now. Uh, and frankly, what was good last week as far as advice is sometimes not good right now either. So changing game, right? It, it's it's unbelievable. I, as I said, I was trying to pick up Facebook Ads Manager, and the interface changed from yesterday to today. <laughs> things in a different spot, so it is changing. But you know, one thing that won't change in the near future is that is that video is a great way to communicate with people. Great. Well, listen, I'm going to go, go over the tips just one last time. First tip is hit record. Just do it. Uh, second tip is know your platform, and on that score. Uh, do your best to from your experience to categorize Facebook. Would you say the older, older customer, the, um, the more, the better for a small business, would you say? Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah I can, yeah. I can kind of run through the list of what I kind of think things are right now real quick. Sure. Um, first of all is TikTok is just for fun. If you need to practice to how and how to get started or just being in front of the camera, TikTok is for fun. And also Instagram stories is a great way to do that too. They disappear after 24 hours. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, 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 it goes away. You don't even have to worry about going back and deleting everything. Um, so Instagram is definitely for a little bit younger of an audience. And then Facebook is kind of an all encompassing platform where people really have conversations and it's not just about kind of show community-based thing. Then LinkedIn is definitely more of a, a business to business type platform, mm -hmm. which is, which is really gaining traction with a lot of people. But, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's something for, to keep an eye on and it's definitely something to experiment with as well if you're in that business to business space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, those are some good tips there. So second tip is know your platform, try to fit it in with those things. Um, and then I think that your third tip is really networking and that could be online or that could be in person, right?
Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and if I had to add one more thing to that list, it would just be talking, trying to talk to one person and bring them value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really speak with the intent of helping people and, and speaking to one person, because when it comes down to it, no matter how people are viewing it, you're talking one-on-one with them. And there's just something about that connection of saying you that really works with people as well. Awesome. Those are really good tips. And so for all the small businesses out there, I hope you were able to listen uh, and take those in. And I do think that number one is number one, uh, and that is just start. Um, It used to be that websites were the thing for credibility. You would have a website and you go, gosh, you know, I'm not getting a whole lot of traction, but people will come and check and see if you're a real business and because you have a website. Well, nowadays, it's not even that. Nowadays, it's like, do you have any videos out there? That's the credibility. So if, if you're not doing videos right now, I think you're letting business pass you by, especially since in this day and age, most business is done online or a lot of business is done online. Thank you so much, Phil, for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm really glad you're on the show. Thanks, Ian. It's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. It's been good getting to know you. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully you, uh, your audience got a little bit of a tip here and there and maybe they'll, they'll get started themselves if they haven't already. Well, Phil, thank you. I, I consider you a friend. We've been hanging out now and it's been great. We'll do some more podcasts coming up because we also I want to talk about the podcast and, and what your thoughts are in the future about leveraging podcasts to get business. They're blowing up now because people, or people are, are in their cars or at their home or they're doing chores and they're listening. And I'm thinking that that may be a good way to leverage uh, sales too. Uh, but we'll talk about that next time. As a reminder, go to iancorzine.com to get all the answers to your social media law questions. Of course, we have those online consults and legal templates. And I have to remind myself, if you go to iancorzine.com and you go into the template store and you would like to get a template, I will give you a 20% discount for listening to the podcast. You just enter into the disco code uh, area, big 20 That's big 20 All right, that's enough for today. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you next week.